this morning, we're talking um, about friendship, like Nick was sharing. And uh, we do have, I do have one slide, if we could put it up. Um, there's a slide on, on health. And one of the things we want to value here at Blessed City is that we would be healthy. Um, it's so easy that we're not healthy. And this is something we felt like God was wanting to emphasize in our midst, that we would work from rest we would prioritize Sabbath and relationships. If you don't know what Sabbath is, it's a day set aside unto God for worship, for rest, and for play. Saying, God, here's this day. I give it to you. I challenge you that you could do more with God in six days of work than you could do in seven days of you working hard on your own. That God actually, if you take that day to set it aside unto him, he will be surprised what God will do in you. So, um, we talked all about that last week. Today, I want to talk about this aspect of prioritizing relationships. And specifically, what I felt this morning was to talk about friendship. Amen. Um, what is friendship? You know, it's funny. On, on Facebook this week, I, I asked the question to, to a bunch of people. I said, uh, I just was curious, what, what, what makes up a strong friendship? And um, I didn't realize I hit such a nerve. There was, I think, over 70 people that responded something about friendship. Um, there was people saying things about love and empathy. There was people talking about honesty and respect. I like this one. When someone knows your character, no matter what else, no matter what anyone says about you, that tells me that person's got a story. One person, I really hope he's joking, he said, distance, lots of distance with no talking. <laughs> I don't think so, not thinking that's the right thing. Loyalty, time, words, action, honesty, respect. Empathy came up a whole bunch. Commitment, mutual respect with opposing views. Effort, praying for one another, truly listening. You got someone in your life that truly listens? Man, we need that. Trust. Being present with each other. Trust came up again and again and again. Authenticity, transparency, forgiveness. Working through struggles, miscommunications that allow forgiveness and grace. Open hands, open heart. There's a lot to friendship, and I think all of us are crying out. We'd love to have deep friendship. And if you got this, if you're taking notes this morning, you can write this verse down. Don't have a PowerPoint for you this morning, but I am going to walk through a few things. Amos 3.3 says this. Two, unless two walk together, how can two walk together unless they agree to meet? All right, let's, let's talk about friendship. Friendship. Friendship with God and friendship with people. I'm going to pray and then we'll, we'll step in. God, I just ask this morning that what's on your heart would be emphasized. Um, God, we need you. And above all, we need friendship with you. And I know a friendship with you isn't just an idea. It's something we can step into. So God, would you come and meet us this morning through your word and through this time? I just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, what is friendship? I, I, would, I would adventure to say friendship is a few things. One, friendship is found on the way. Two, friendship is transparent. Three, friendship is faithful. And four, friendship is life-giving. First one, found on the way. 
Unless two walk together, how can they agree? Unless they, how, two, unless two, they, I can't talk this morning. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to meet? Um, I was, a bunch of years ago, I was in, I was in a worship meeting and um, the theme of Adam popped into my head. Adam and Eve, the first guy that God created. And I saw in my mind's eye, I was in worship and I saw this foot step into the gra- into grass, just boom. And in a moment, this whole picture popped into my mind that God was showing me that God walked with Adam. Like God would come in the cool of the day and hang out with his creation, Adam, and they would talk. And he would say, Adam, what would you like to name this animal? What do you think of this? There was a space of friendship that happened between God and Adam, and it was found on the way. I I, I thought this quote was really interesting from C.S. Lewis. It's a little harsh, so don't feel condemned, okay? But it's good. This is why those pathetic people who simply want friends can never have any. The very condition of making friends is that you would want something other than just besides friendship. If someone asks you, do you see the same truth? And your honest answer is, I don't care about that. I just want to be your friend. No friendship can arise. There would be nothing for the friendship to be about. Those who have nothing to share have nothing. Those who have nothing to share can share nothing. Those who are not going anywhere can't have any fellow travelers. There is something about the reality of friendship is that it's found along the way. If you think about anyone that you're a friend with, you have a common interest, a common space. Maybe you're not even all that close anymore. You're not working together. You're not working together. But you, you found that you were working on the same thing, found in the same job, having the same struggle, going through the same thing. You both love hot tubs. There's something that you guys are sharing that is more than just the fact, hey, I like your hairdo. There is a reality that we are sharing together. If you want friends, they're found on the way. They're found on a journey. Adam in the garden, there was a common interest, this creation. What would you name these things? What would you think about this? It's found on the way. The second thing was, it's transparent. I love this this story where God was about to destroy this town, these two towns, Sodom and Gomorrah. And God, there's this little quote where God says this, how can I hide this thing from my friend Abraham? And so God shows this whole plan to Abraham and he's like, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna destroy this. And Adam, Abraham and him have this discussion and Abraham's like, why don't destroy them? Like maybe if there is at least, you know, 50 righteous people, would you save the town? Okay, 25, okay, 10. And they have this huge conversation, but it all started with the fact that there was this transparency that God and Abraham had, that there was an openness and this is my heart, this is who I am, here's what I have. Friendship requires transparency. One person wrote on Facebook when we were, we were talking and talking about the need for empathy and I, I, fe- I kept finding over and over this desire to be known but this fear to be known. It's like we want people to know who we are, but we're afraid, are you going to reject me if I really tell you who I am? Are you going to kick me to the curb if I don't measure up? Friendship is so much more 
than whether you measure up or don't measure up. Friendship is this. I see you. You see me. I value you, not based on your performance, but simply because of who you are. A true friend will share what is special, sometimes hard, sometimes disagreeable, even when it's costly. Proverbs 27, 5 says this. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend and profuse are the kisses of an enemy. You know, it's kind of a weird picture. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. You know, an enemy really only wants to be in your life because they want benefit from you. A friend is in your life because they simply value you. A friend will be honest with you, but they'll also be careful with you. Because if a friend wounds me, let's say my friend Jason has something he needs to share with me and it's really hard, if he's my friend, he won't just communicate it and run out the door. He'll communicate it and stay in my life. A friend will stick with you in the pain. A friend might cause you pain, but they'll also hurt with you. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. A friend who wounds is careful with your heart. I don't want to hurt you, Jeremy. I'm going to have to share this with you. And this is good for you, but I, I'm going to be careful how I say it, when I say it, where I say it, because I value your heart. Best story of this, I, I think of Peter. This is before Jesus is going to the cross. And, and uh, he says, Je Peter says to Jesus, Peter, or Jesus, I'm never going to deny you. I'm always going to be for you. I'm going to be such a faithful friend to you. Jesus in front of everyone says, you're going to deny me three times. You're actually going to be, you're actually going to fail me in my friendship. Peter's like, not me. I'm going to stick, I'm, I will never betray you. Jesus looks him straight in the eye and says, no, you're actually going to fail. But I'm going to pray for you. And after you've been restored, I want you to go and encourage the others. This verse wrecked me in, in uh, I think it's in the book of Mark. Jesus is captured. They take him away. And, and Peter follows at a distance. Everybody scatters. Peter follows at a distance. John gets in. Peter gets in. And Peter's outside, and he's around this burn barrel. And this young girl walks up and says, are you, are you one of his disciples? He's kind of scared, and he says, no, I'm not one of his disciples. He kind of moves away. And she comes back again and says, no, no, I, I, I think I heard your accent. You sound like you're Galilean. I think you're, I think you're one of his disciples. He curses and says, no, I'm not. A third time, some other people come, and he says, no, I, I don't know the man. Immediately, a, roast, a rooster crows, and it says this in one of the accounts. The rooster crows, and Jesus, who's on the other side of the courtyard, turns and looks directly at Peter. Could you imagine that's you? There you are. I'm never going to betray you. I'm never going to let you down. I'm always going to be here. You let him down. He turns and he looks right at you. And Jesus was like, I knew you would fall. But I'm still your friend. This is the God 
we serve, and this is what he calls us to in friendship, is that the reality is, folks, we fail, and we fall, and we need mercy, and God looks us directly in the eye and said, I knew this would happen. I'm still for you. Come on back. John 21, after Jesus dies, he's resurrected. Peter goes, and he, they're going fishing, and they're, they're, just, they're doing the thing. They, gee, they're on the beach with Jesus afterwards, and it says this in verse 15 of John 21. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? In other words, do you have a total commitment to me, total devotion? Can you, he, he just betrayed him three times. Peter, are you committed to me? And Peter says, yes, Lord. You know that I love you with a deep affection, just like a close friend. He doesn't say yes to the total commitment. He's, he's kind of gun shy. I kind of failed you once. Don't want to do it again. They continue eating, and Jesus looks at him again and says, and he, and he says, he says, feed my lambs, the young believers, take care of them. Again, he says to them a second time, Simon, son of John, do you, do you love me with a total commitment, a total devotion? And he says, Lord, yes, you know. I love you with a deep affection, like a close friend. Jesus says, take care of the believers. And then he says to him a third time, Simon, do you even love me like a close friend? <laughs> Peter says, Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you love me with a personal friend, even like a close friend? And he says this, and this is a mark of friendship. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you like a close friend. A true friend sees you. And God sees you. He knows the state of your weakness and he knows the state of your strength. Friendship, it's found on the way. Friendship, it's transparent. Friendship, it's careful with your heart. God sees you for who you are, where you are. Another verse in Proverbs says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one sharpen another. Man, Peter had a lot of sharpening going on in his life right then. It's transparent. Three, it's faithful. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Now, you think about it, you, don't, you didn't pick your family. You might like your family a whole bunch. You might not like your family at all. But you didn't pick them. But what usually happens in most families is that when hard things happen, family rallies. You know, family, somebody dies, you're, you're stuck, you're whatever, but family will rally. And it says that here in Proverbs of uh, brother is born for adversity. You're going through it, I'm with you. Now, a friend, though, loves at all times. You get to pick your friends. You get to decide who you're going to be close with. It's the only relationships we really have that are this, this I just, I just want to pick you. A friendship is someone that you pick and that they pick. And it's not about your benefit, but because of simply valuing each other. A friend is faithful. And the last one is a friendship is life-giving. I, I love this story in, in 1 Samuel 18. It's David and Jonathan. David, the guy who slew Goliath, you know, he, 
he's there, he's standing there, and his friend Jonathan, who was supposed to be next in line for the king, comes over to David. He takes his, he takes his royal robe, he takes it off, and he puts it on his friend. He takes his sword, and he's like, here you go. He gives him his bow, and he's like, here you go. And he's, he says, basically, I'm giving you my best. Here's my position, my skills, my resources. I want all that I am to be a blessing to you. That's a friend. Someone who says, I want to live for your benefit. Proverbs 11.25 says, Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. You know, sometimes I meet people that want to have friendship, but when I really... But what I find they really want after about 15 minutes is they want someone they can talk to. Because a friendship, if you truly want to be my friend, you'll be for me. If I truly want to be your friend, I'll be for you. A friendship isn't just someone that hears you talk. A friend is someone I go to listen Heard a guy say this a while ago. He said, the best conversations happen between two listeners. Two people seeking to hear what the other is saying. A friendship is life-giving. For God, what? So loved the world that he what? Gave. He gave. The, The relationships that are in your life What we give to them shows us how we value them. What God gave to us shows us how much he values us. Want a friend? How are you valuing your friendships? This begs the question, who should I be friends with? Says this too in Proverbs, Proverbs 18. The one who isolates himself... From God and from man seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. When I seek only myself, if I don't step into the place of vulnerability, if I don't step into the place of faithfulness, if I don't step into the place of investing in others, investing in God, I isolate myself. And you know what happens? I rage against all sound wisdom. Why? Because you're left only with your own voice and your only resource, and you were never meant to live isolated. Proverbs 18, 24. Here's the second point. Isolation kills. Two, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Another way of saying this is the person who is not thoughtful about the friendships he builds will come to ruin. Why are the people in your life the friends that they are? Why Are you walking closely with the people that are in your life? We should be thoughtful about who is near to our heart. Why? Because they influence us and we influence them. Who are they? The man or woman who has many companions will come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. People perish for either lack of friends or the poor choosing of them. You are not made to be alone, and you need to be careful about who you surround yourself with. Why? Because you'll talk like them, look like them, smell like them, act like them, do what they do. We so need to be wise in who we walk with. 
And this is what I felt in the, in the ending here. I, I was thinking, so who should I be friends with? Jesus said this in Matthew. He said, when you throw a party, don't throw a party for those that can pay you back. Throw a party for those that can't pay you back. And he said this, whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. If you invest in people, not just because they might benefit you, but simply because they're valuable, God sees it. I was listening to a preacher talk, this was a few years ago, and he was in the middle of the, before a service, and there was one man sitting in the back, he had a cloak over his head. He was sitting there, he just kind of looked homeless, he had his arms crossed like this. And he went up to the guy, and he just wanted to say, like, thank you for coming, and he and everyone, a lot of people were kind of avoiding him because he looked kind of scary and whatever. And he went over and he just said, hey, thank you for coming. And the guy flipped, looked up, and he looked into his eyes, and the guy's eyes looked fiery. And the guy looked at him and said, no, thank you for coming. What he found out that morning is that was actually an angel that came to church that morning. Could you imagine what God, who God has in surprise for you in friendship? It even says this verse in the Bible, it says, make sure to walk in hospitality, to give hospitality, for many have entertained angels just by being hospitable. What would it look like? Who would you meet? What would God do in your life if you would simply say, I'm going to buy you a coffee. Why don't you come over for a pizza? Let's hang out. Be careful to entertain strangers. Who are, who's a stranger? Well, someone stranger than you. We're all a little strange. But someone a little different than you. Who should I be friends with? The humble. Who should I be friends with? The wise. Proverbs talks about that. Who should I be friends with? People on the way. People who are going after. Look at someone's life and go, I want to go where they're going. That's who I want to be friends with. I want to be friends with the humble. Why? Because that's where Jesus is. I want to be friends with the wise. Why? Because I want to be wise like them. And thirdly, I want to be friends with people on the way. There's a story in Exodus where it says, Moses would enter the tent of meeting and a pillar of cloud would descend and stand over the doorway of the tent. And the Lord would speak with Moses. Face-to-face. God would speak face-to-face with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the tent door, all the people would rise and they would worship God, each at his tent. And so the Lord used to speak to Moses face-to-face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses returned to the camp, his attendant Joshua, the young man, wouldn't leave. I want to spend time with people who have gone farther in God and in life than me. I want to be around them because, frankly, there's a lot of things I don't understand yet, and they know it, and I don't, so let's hang out. I want to stand on that way, and I want to watch the people. And I, like, like Bill Ripley, who passed away a, a few months ago, a month ago, married to his wife for 53 years. I want to hang out with Bill and learn from him what it means to be a good husband. I want to hang out with people of character and people of passion that I look at them and say, there's something in your life, I need it. Can we be friends? Can I share my heart with you? Would you share your heart 
with me. Joshua wanted what Moses had, friendship with God. So he did what Moses did. And he served Moses. He helped Moses. I want what he had. So two questions. Who are your friends? And if your answer to that question is, I don't know. Well, who should be your friends? Who is someone in your life that I'm like, you know, I, I want my life to look a little more like them. And two, are you a good friend? Are you someone that's going somewhere? It doesn't have to be extravagant. It has just to be oriented. Start orienting your life towards the things of God. You're going somewhere. Two, are you transparent? Do you share your heart and do you receive their heart and be careful with their heart? Are you somebody that's faithful? You're going to give them a call if they don't call you back. You're going to hang out with them. And are you investing? Are you life-giving? Are you giving them, hey, I, I care about you. Let me pay for lunch. I value you. Who are your friends? And are you a good friend? Now, the reality is, I think all of us could say, man, I want to be a better friend. Nick, can, can you guys pop up, play a little jingle? Or Julianne, whatever. I, I like this verse. It says this. A friend loves it. Not that, not that one, although that one's good. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus said this. He says, it's better that I go to heaven. Why? Because I'm going to go and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be your counselor and he's going to be your friend. And he's going to teach you. If you would say, I don't think I really have any close friends. I would say that today you can step into friendship with God. If you will say, God, I'm going to be transparent with you. I'm going to invest in my relationship with you. I'm going to step and I'm going to be as faithful as I know how to be. And I'm going to go where you're going. God will meet you on the way. You can just grab the hand of the person next to you. If it's the cute girl you're like, you're really excited about this moment. I'm just going to pray for us. I had you grab hands because we're not meant to do this alone. God, I just, uh, I pray today for friendship. I want to say thank you that you've been such a good friend to me. Thank you for your faithfulness to me. Thank you for your transparency with me. Thank you that you say the hard things to me, even though I don't want to hear it, but you do it carefully. Thank you that you've invested in me, your son, and you've promised me eternal life. And thank you that you're leading me somewhere. We're going somewhere together. I, I just pray today, God, over everyone here today that says, man, I'm lonely. God, I pray that they would find in you today friendship. And I pray too today, God, I pray for any friendship, God, that's out of whack, God, any place where maybe we're not hanging out with the right people, but we need to have the right friendships. God, help us, God, give us wisdom and boldness, God, to walk in the right places. Everyone, can you just say this with me? Holy Spirit. And one more time, a little louder. Holy Spirit, would you teach me
how to be a friend. And would you be my friend? Spirit of God, we thank you that you are here and that you love each one. I pray that we be known as a people of friendship who love well, give well, stand when others fall. And I thank you, God, for each heart in this room, God. I thank you that you're the God that gives friendship, both with flesh on and of yourself. We love you, Jesus. Everyone said...